<laughs> hey, it's a, it's a Sunday night, six o'clock Central Time. Time to. Uh, I think, my, I think my son's going to join us. I don't know who who was. Well, I, I booted off a couple of people that looked like they're going to hijack the meeting. So anyway, but uh, is this a good view? I could put on a, a surgical mask if that helps. <laughs> we'll have to see here who a uh, couple people are that I'm uh, bringing to the room. How you doing, Jorge? He's muted. Oh, yep. I unmute. I mute people. Hi, Jorge. Okay, I'm good. Yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Where, where are you calling from? I'm um, I'm located in Miami. Miami, beautiful. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still, I guess, we're still under quarantine. I guess. Well, so are we, man. It's been like forever, forever. I'm assuming you're in California. Yeah, I'm in Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah, my cousin lives in Los Angeles. Yeah. A lot of people are leaving. Uh, well, a lot of people leave in New York. Rich people if, that can afford to leave, but uh, it's a crazy time, man. I, I, yeah, I hope it improves, but uh, without testing and, and contact tracing, nothing's going to change. Forget yes, about sir. It. I, I just saw. I guess. I guess they just to like June. They're still under quarantine. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're, they're lessening it a little bit. They're opening up the beaches for Memorial Day, but uh, for the most part, you just never know. I get a package from Amazon. I got to wipe it down. You know, it's crazy, man. Well, yeah, yeah, it, that's very true. Every time I come home, I have to wipe everything down. You know, uh, sometimes I get a little lax, you know, but you really can't get lax. You just never know. This, this is a, a pervasive, man. You, you make one mistake, it's over. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's like having sex without a condom. Oh, wait a minute. I never used a condom. Sorry. <laughs> hey, what do we have here? How about this? Hey. How you doing? What's your name? I can't hear you. Howie. Oh, I'm on the headphones. That's why. See, we bring them all in for you, Herschel. Yes. Brother Howie, how are you? Herschel! Herschel! I miss you, I miss you man. I'm back. <laughs> no, you're not. You're in your house. Oh. <laughs> no one's back. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> yeah, well, we need antibodies. I need antibodies. <laughs> <laughs> I like your glasses, man. They're cool. Thank you. I can't see without them. Well, tell me about it. Yeah. At least you can, least you can hear. <laughs> now I can. Now I can. Yeah. How's How are you doing? Good to see you. You too, Patrick. By the way, this is Richard Pacheco for those that might not recognize him. So on. Uh, yeah. I used to be Richard Pacheco. We, now I'm an old man. We, we all used to be somebody, you know. <laughs> that pic that picture of you that showed up the other day on Facebook. You were a good-looking motherfucker there, dude. Not, not bad. Yeah. I, I have such low self-esteem now. I said, who the fuck is that? Is put, it your, put it in your greatest hits album. That was yeah. a good one. Yeah, that was when my penis worked. It was a good time. <laughs> what are you saying? It's a, it doesn't work anymore? I'm sorry? You're saying it doesn't work anymore? Well, I don't really know because I haven't had sex in like, I don't know, three, four years or something like that. Oh As a matter of fact, when I think about masturbation, I just go ahead and reject myself. There's no point. 
<laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. You know, somebody said to me the other the other day, a friend, he says, you know what? You know, you had so many great women. I mean, you know, I mean, that counts for something. And I said, listen, you have a really great steak dinner. Three days from then, can you really taste it? No. So it, it, it doesn't matter. No matter how many women I had the pleasure of being a part of, it's just a distant memory. That's all, you know. I saw a number, a number, I think it was today when I was looking at the announcement here, you were in 1,800 movies? Well, I think I don't know. That's uh, Patrick Palmer's uh, writing. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. I hit the wrong. I think it was over a thousand movies, but it wasn't eighteen hundred. Well, I was in a hundred, so still, wow. you, you know. Yeah, you're more famous than me, and you only did a hundred. I should have done fifty. Maybe I'd have a life now. Well, it was more of a miracle that I would succeed in that business. That's why I got some recognition. I had the smallest cock to ever hit the big time. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's kind of start off with some questions and answers. I'm going to mute everybody until we, we get you called on, and uh, we're going to start over here with uh, with Jorge. How are you doing today? Up, up, unmute Jorge there. There you go. You can hear me? You bet. You're up. Okay. No, no, I was, I was just curious with um, – when um, when the news broke out about Tracy Lords and all and all that, how how did the biz feel about that? Uh, I don't I don't know. You you want to take that, Richard? Oh, I had a when Tracy Lords hit um, from that I had heard of her. It was shortly after November tenth, nineteen eighty four. Believe that I remember the date because really? that was. That was, the, the date? that was the date of the first headline of, right. the hetero, of the heterosexual transmission of AIDS in the San wow. Francisco Chronicle. Okay. How do you know this stuff? Because the next day, Alex Dorenzi called me and asked me if I wanted to work in a movie with a hot newcomer named Tracy Lords. Wow. And I said, Alex, did you read the fucking paper? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not working with anybody until we figure out what's going on. And Alex said, to, Alex said to me, well, I hope you don't make a big deal out of it because it could hurt the business. And yeah. I said, the business could kill us, Alex. What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, that was a shock, but, but thanks for sharing. So I did not work with Tracy Lords. And then from what I've heard about Tracy from other people, she was um, quite the, the firebrand and very bossy and very much dominant. And um, not my cup of tea. I don't think okay. I would have worked well with her, and I think I got lucky that uh, I didn't. Okay. All right. So, 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 my, so you want it? So my experience was um, I was like uh, I don't know what what year we're we talking about now. Uh, Eighty three or something like that was when she came in. I think. So um, so I go to this uh, I go to this set. Where Milton Ingley, known as I don't know, uh, what was his stage name? Mary Michael Morrison. Morrison. Michael Morrison. Michael Morrison. Right, 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 right. So he was directing loops, their short films, no talking, whatever. And so I show up on the set, and uh, and I and in the makeup chair is Tracy Lords. I'm I'm going, you know, back in that day. Anyone remotely pretty was like a shock, you know. I mean, I mean, they were attractive, but she was certainly over the edge. So, so 
she gets out of her chair and she says, oh, I've heard so much about you, Herschel. I'm really looking forward to working with you. I'm going, oh, Jesus, what a shitty day this is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then on top, on top of this, Raven. Does anyone know who Raven is? And I'm sure Richard does. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, Beautiful. Yeah, Raven. Anthony, gorgeous. Oh, what was her real name, Raven? No Vicky Vickers. Vicky Vickers. Okay. She's also on the set. And I get to work with her in two separate scenes. So that was like a that was like a bonus day. I mean and and I, I wound up working with Tracy. I mean there was no way to know she was fifteen. I wound up working with Tracy easily five to seven times. And I just remember um she was whatever term you use, Richard, in terms of like, you know, strong personality but um she was like you would never think she was a kid because she was like you know she had that hooker mentality in a kind of a way you know where she was like you know your time is of the essence you know right. the difference between the, the best people to be with generally are porn stars because there is no time limit you'd be upset for 18 hours yeah. strippers time hookers time so so are the best in terms of having a, a, a decent amount of time. But I remember one scene, I was on a high-end production with Tracy. This was later in our career together. And uh, and we're supposed to be doing a dog. Uh, I'm supposed to be doing her doggy style. She's leaning over the bed. And there were technical issues, and she was getting annoyed. And I'm always annoyed with technical issues because, you know, the time is of the essence. You know, at any rate, you're a man. You, you, yeah. There's nothing guaranteed. So I remember... She, uh, we were starting the scene again for in after hours, and she, 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 she turns her head over her shoulder and she goes, spits in her hand, puts it on her pussy, and says, "Let's go." <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, wow, how romantic! It was unbelievable. I fell in love that moment. It was that's a true story. That's a true story. Yeah. Oh, that's unbelievable. True. Um, uh, Barry, let's go to you. Uh, what do you have a question for Herschel? Or actually, Richard Pacheco too. Uh, you know what? Not really a question, although I did enjoy you on um, the HB. Uh, the, no, it was the Showtime Show Family Business. I thought you were hilarious on that. In what? In what? Remember the the Showtime TV show Family Business? It oh followed? yeah, yeah. yeah I loved you. you on that. That's actually where I thought. You know what? He's actually kind of funny. I could see you do because I know you did stand up, so I could actually see you doing the stand up. I appreciate. I appreciate. It was like unbelievable. So, so you know, I retired in 1987, right? So in the kind of the prime of my career in my 30s and I you know I lost everything as, you know, with my my basic karma so so I get, I go back to the business 10 years later 1997 and you know um uh Seymour Butts Adam as we know him you know was very you know um doing very well with his line you know whatever what, what was his line again I don't know He's got a million lines. Uh, but anyway, oh my God! Yeah, he had a money. Well, he had a whole series of DVDs. Yeah, he had a lot of stuff. He had some beautiful. He had some beautiful women. Uh, Alicia Class. What was the other one? Pat? Maria Posey was the other one. She was very famous. The first before Alicia. Uh, she well, had a I whole guess, line. I know her, right, his whatever. assistant. Her his yeah. assistant was became a porn star. I think her name was Maria Posey or something like that. Yeah. So, so so quick so quick story so uh so like I'm up, you know I, I come back to the business and I start making calls I said can you can you they said so they're like saying 
Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll give you a shot, Herschel. You know, I had a good reputation, but you know, the, you know, I had like maybe two failures before I'm I'm I'm, I'm destined for um, Paris Island or whatever the fuck they called it with <laughs> whatever my memory. So, so, so I, I I reach out I reach out to um Seymour and I, and I say yeah I'd like to work with you and he goes oh, oh, oh okay let me give it some. so this he was super paranoid about guys not being able to perform so he wasn't willing to give me a shot so I'm, I literally worked for another guy he knew and he snuck in to see if I could do it I didn't even know he was there fortunately I did do it and then he started using me I'm in my 40s now, but you know he's like anal centric. I'm, I'm really a pussy guy, but you know anal became the uh, flavor of the day for like 14 years or something like that. But um, so so then he starts using me, and he's he, he's like he, on family business. He says that's why I use Herschel. He was testing out. So it was, it was very complimentary, but uh, you know he he's a trip. Anyway, that's my uh, family business story. Yeah, that was good. I, by the way, the family business show I did, uh, I think I made a total over two or three seasons of three hundred dollars. That's how generous <laughs> oh, were. Oh man, really great, man. Fucking unbelievable, man. You know, you know, for me, like I say, well, how much will I get paid? Uh, Could you? And 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 they always give me a look like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not worth shit, man. <laughs> well, the sad part is they can't even put that thing into syndication because it was an adult show on a cable network. So I can't, you no, can't even get any show. money out of syndication. It was a very good show. He went through a ton of money, man. He had million-dollar houses. He did not save his money wise i think he's in the in the pot business now i'm probably he's he's always uh i uh, got a good entrepreneurial spirit but you know i haven't talked to him in years 10 years maybe seven eight years all right well good enough let's let's bring in charles here charles uh is our uh is here every week and charles what do you got for herschel today um not much i was looking at his credit tour in debbie does dallas i'm sorry yes i'm in debbie does dallas 1977. Is there any way you can raise the volume, Pat? I'm having a tough time hearing. Uh, probably on your end. I was yes, asking if you could end, talk yeah. about Debbie Does Dallas. Charles yeah, Debbie, does, Debbie Does Dallas. That was uh, probably the most uh, famous film I ever did, really. I mean, I worked with a lot of great directors, but that turned, as you know, the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders had come out like the year before, so it was a brilliant marketing move. The thing sold hundreds of millions of dollars. It was amazing. Yeah. How did you How did you two on the film? I have to make, ask. How much did you make? How much money did, did I did make? You, yeah. <laughs> I probably over. I also coordinated getting the college campus. That was Brooklyn College. We snuck in there. I probably over the course of that shoot made, if I'm lucky, seven hundred bucks, something like that. <laughs> it's not bad money in 1977. You know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> not good if you're a heroin junkie, but it was good enough. Unbelievable. That was that was something, man. By the way, so I got two friends on this film, not porn performers, right? Uh, 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 two of my close friends and my one of my close friends brought in another guy, super long hair, looked like a total hippie, skinny, he's in the shower scene, fucking this hot girl. 
this guy turns out to become a major heart surgeon in, in, in Boston. Major heart surgeon. So, uh, you know, I'm sure he didn't he broadcast it when he was getting his certificate. Yeah. Yeah. But he's in that movie. I don't even know his name. I, we were honored uh, this summer when I went out to uh, California to um, a Jim South birthday party. Is uh, Herschel and I drove up to Eric Edwards's place, and we had uh, a nice lunch at a nice little restaurant. Cool thing about it was there were no other customers in the whole place, so you you know you could talk and and not have to worry about anybody listening over, you know, hearing over. But those two guys were in W Does Dallas as well. So uh, Eric Edwards was too. He, he was a candle maker, played Mr. Hardwick. Uh, in the, in the show. <laughs> you you know the story you, you know Richard you know the story of Debbie Does Dallas is like a New York production but Robert Herman what was his real name Richard uh, what the hell was his name Arbola was the X X rated name yeah, Arbola Arbola so he plays the uh, sports memorabilia store he's the only fucking guy that gets to fuck Debbie whatever her name was. And she was so hot for the time. It was like it was so, it was so annoying to be what even watching the movie now. I'm saying he's the only guy that fucked her. Yeah, anyway, shows, shows you how what a deep thinker I am. It's, you know. <laughs> that was uh, Bam, Bambi Woods. That's right. Good. Yeah. Anyway. Can, 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 uh, uh, I'm sorry. The guy with the hat. What's your name again? Charles. Charles. Charles, move your camera down so I can see your mouth. Okay. There you go. Very nice. And Got a I nice met, luxuriant I beard. Met, I met, yeah, this is my uh, quarantine beard. Wow. So where are you calling from, Charles? San Francisco. Where? San Francisco. San Francisco. Oh, well, there you go. You got a neighbor in Richard. Almost. I, I met Richard and Seika at like some sex center talk the center the center for sex and culture carol queen and robert yes i met you there several years ago you were very nice very kind and you gave me your book for free which i appreciate wow wow i'm an idiot well no actually <laughs> i went back when i had money and i left an envelope for carol to give to you oh wow thank you so i try to pay it forward i'm glad you did thanks a lot did you enjoy the book your kindness of doing that i was a little short of cash at that point my pleasure my pleasure well richard let's let's talk a little bit and and pitch your book here a little bit wow wow herschel i'm thanks for the the co-starring role today here i didn't expect oh, it. my pleasure you kidding me man herschel says i want my money back i want my money back. <laughs> <laughs> i'm always happy to have you around howie man this is like a, a reminder of the days when you were you were the host and uh, you had me and Bill Margold on trying oh, to was about to go to war with each other. That was horrific. You know, I gave up that shoot for for Bill to do on his own because you know how know. verbose Bill was. But yeah, and then he drops dead on the air. You know? yeah, he killed him. So, so I'm glad I wasn't there that day. You know, yeah. but but for those who don't know, Richard is a great writer, a, a good performer. I've seen his one-man show with his family, just amazing stuff. And his his children are so damn talented, unbelievable. That's all. That's the truth. I just want to share that. You, Thank you. You, you, really, you really did well, man. You make me well. I'm quelling. Aaron is with us from Florida. Aaron, how are you doing today? 
I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. I. It took me a minute there to realize that not only do we have Herschel, we also have Richard in the room. And I guess this question could go for both of them. It's the same one that I was. I asked Christy Canyon uh, when we had her live. Which do you two feel sets the standard for the Adult Entertainment Hall of Fame? Would it be AVN? Would it be XRCO? Or would it be another organization that's out there? And also, I, I do have to do one little PS segment. I absolutely love Debbie Does Dallas. It's actually one of my favorite films. So just the fact that, you know, you were even near Bambi Woods is pretty fucking <laughs> yeah, epic yeah, in my near. mind. So. Near is like as near as I am to you. <laughs> Still, we can't even find her, you know. So what does that tell you? Yeah, but you know, you know, Pat knows how to hunt down everybody, and That's you know, true. he knows every state, every town yeah. where everybody is. If I ever wanted to escape Pat, I'd have to just commit suicide. <laughs> oh shit! <sighs> but anyway, getting back to Aaron's question, what what ranks or what what decides uh, the the Hall of Fame status? Who who really controls that? Uh, I'll I'll take it first, Richard. Then you can go. Okay. Uh, so so. Uh, so so here, here's the deal, okay, so uh, uh, in the beginning, when God created the heavens, the, there, was, there was a thing called the Adult Video Association, which, uh, which, was, which was the forerunner of AVN, so it was a big affair at a big hotel in Hollywood and stuff, and I remember, you know, like I remember I dressed up, I went with my wife and everything, and it was just like, it was like, I, I, inside I wanted to be uh, respected and accepted, and and doing that in the world of porn for me was, was, a, was a dead end. I mean, I mean, my dream was to be a state actor. I I I, 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 I fell off the road there, but um, I, I I I just felt, you know, wow, what am I looking for here? What's the best that could ever happen for me? So that was fun. I got I was put in that Hall of Fame with Marilyn Chambers one year in the eighties. That was nice. And then ABN comes around, big stuff and everything. But I gotta tell you, I was um I never really felt a part of that industry, of the celebrated people in the industry. You know, uh, uh, that's the truth for me. And um uh, XRCO as started by Bill Margo to me was the mo the most pure aspect of honoring talent in the industry. That was what I believed, and I always went there for the sake of Bill. And everyone, it was a much friendlier, low-key crowd. But uh, so that's my point. The, the, my final, my final experience with AVN. So I, I was, I was put, I had my hands and feet put in at the talk of the town. That's where I met Pat. I believe that's the same year. Uh, he, he, who had a bookstore. Uh, in uh, downtown LA, uh, uh, Las Vegas, and um, but beyond that, the, the, the night of the AVN show was huge. You know, uh, Jenna Jameson was at the height of her fame. She had just hooked up with uh, the UFC fighter. What the hell is his name? Uh, Tito Perez, I think. Who? I think, I think it's Tito Perez. Yes. No, Tito Ortiz. Tito Ortiz. Okay. Yeah, 
So, so anyway, so, so my friend, my friend Allison, she had always wanted to go to a show. She's not in the business. So she, so we decided to go together, right? So, um, so we get on this super long line into whatever hotel it was. And and it's really moving slowly because everyone that goes through the line has to do an interview on the red carpet in front of a screen with people flashing the photographers and everything like this. So I'm standing on line with Allison for uh, an hour, an hour. And then there's no one saying, oh, Herschel, yeah, come on, come to the front of the line. Not like I feel privileged in any way, but there was nothing. So all of a sudden, from behind me, I feel people pushing forward, pushing forward like a stampede like this. And who is it? It's Janet Jameson and Tito Ortiz coming in front of us. So I'm going, no fucking respect, you know? So so I said to Allison, I said, fuck this, let's get off the line. So we get off the line and we go under the uh the uh whatever, the rope, and we go in to see where I, you know, because AVN always gave me free seats, right? right? So I get the seats, we go into the stadium and I'm in the fucking bleachers, man. I'm in the fucking bleachers. So, you know, you think, you know, you have a Hall of Fame table with Willie Mays, Ted Williams and shit. You know, you got to set them a little close to the front, right? So, um, so I'm sitting in the bleachers and shit, and these young guys who just entered the business and said, Herschel, what are you doing here, man? I mean, that's I, – I said, look, man, get used to it. This is this – is the." Yeah, so I know it's all sour fucking apples for me. It's unbelievable. As soon as I finish this, I'm slamming some heroin in my arm. But so after <laughs> after that, I split. I said I, I can't take it. And Allison, oh come on! I said fuck this. I don't want to hear an acceptance speech to your mother for being the best anal scene of the fucking decade. <laughs> so I got the hell out. That was it. That's my, that's my that's my award show deal. Anyway, sorry it was so long. Oh no problem. No problem. I appreciate it. So you leaned more towards XRO than XRCO. XRCO as far as their Hall of Fame list. So I thank you very much for, for sharing that, Herschel. Thank you. Richard, what about you? Well, uh, Herschel, the Adult Film Association of America didn't have a Hall of Fame. They did have the award ceremonies, but they didn't have any Hall of Fame. Um, in, our, in their first wave the Free Speech Coalition gave out a Hall of Fame award. Um, that was the first one I ever got. And that was a political kind of thing uh, as well. Um, and the uh, AVN came along with an awards after they were established, after a film had pretty much trans, trans, uh, transcended to video. Um, they became an award source. Um, I, uh, and the XRCO is, uh, of course, Bill. Now, I, I should say, uh, the short version of this story is that when I started in the business, I did a film called Talk Dirty to Me, which made me a star, made my name in the business. And uh, essentially, I played someone who was very close to retarded, who had the first sexual experience of his life. And uh, Sam Weston, Anthony Spinelli was the director, John Leslie played the wow. lead, and I, and I was his buddy. And we won every award there was to win. And right at in the height of that, I get a call from Bill Margold, who I had never met. And he starts screaming at me over the phone. <laughs> who do you think you are, asshole? You're taking the business in the entire wrong direction. We don't need shit like that. We don't need acting. Your job is to get it up, get it in, and get it off. 
fuck you. And so he's just, wow, that's intense, man. And uh, I'm going, okay. Um, <laughs> wow. know, th this guy is yeah, telling, wow. he's telling me I don't belong where I've just ascended the heights of the mountain and I'm fighting for my right to exist. So I, I get off the phone with him and it turns out um, there are a number of people in the business that I respect who like him, like John Leslie and said, you know, you got to understand that's what he is in public. In private, he's a different kind of guy, and uh, he does some good shit. It took me years to, and I just, we didn't cross paths at all. So uh, I did not expect it to ever to be invited to join the XRCO Hall of Fame. Uh, and it actually, late in my career, I was invited and became that. Um, but it always took a long time because Bill and I just were on opposite ends of the spectrum. His idea of sex was a, um, of, a, of a performer, a male performer. You were a sexual athlete. And it was all about the gymnastics of fucking and period. And the acting part was the least of his concerns. And I was on the other spectrum where I was actually very poor at the sexual things. I had to work very hard to learn how to function sexually in front of people. And if you read my book, you'll, <laughs> you'll go on all the rides. Why I continued after all these failures was uh, rather astonishing. But I, I wanted to be successful at it, and eventually I did learn how to do it. Um, but like Herschel, I was invited to get the uh, Hall of Fame award from AVN. And I go to this award ceremony. They're having it in an airplane hangar somewhere. And I'm at table number 275. <laughs> which you have to take a cab to get from the stage to the where I was sitting. And I'm at a table with a bunch of people I don't know. They're all youngins because now I've been retired for a few years, so I'm the guy that nobody knows. And um, at our table, some of the young ones there, well, they're snorting coke <laughs> and um, doing all – they're loud. I can't hear the stage. I'm trying to figure out, is it time for me to go up yet? And – my wife and I are just not real happy to be there. Um, but yet, you know, I'm trying. And at one point I said to the, he was hassling this one woman there about blah, blah, I don't know. I said, why don't you shut up? And he said, you want to go outside? And, uh, you know, I was just crazy enough to want to do that at that point in time. I'm not from the fighters, but this guy was pissing me off and it was a slow burn and, we were getting, it was up to flashpoint, and it came to put up or shut up. And uh, somehow somebody said something else and something else, and it just turned back into name-calling instead of fighting. Um, so, and, and then I get called up to the stage. And I had that experience at a lot of award shows. When you get up to the microphone to give your speech, nobody's listening. There's, everybody's oh, talking. Buddy. Oh, that's the worst. They don't give a fuck who's up there. Everybody's trying to get laid or get drugs or whatever at their own table. And the person who's on, on stage, unless you fire a gun or take off your clothes, you're not going to get much attention. Absolutely. So as an improvisational actor, you've got some choices you can make there about, you know, how to try to grab the audience. Um, it's, the way, it's the worst, man. I mean, it it, is. even if you scream in the microphone, shut the fuck up. They don't say. Oh, they don't give a shit. So. You know, the, when the X-rated industry honors you, they really, they really honor you that way. Um, I gave my speech and walked off the stage and, and made my way back to my wife. I got there about 10 days later, uh, feeling 
feeling a little less than, than uh, celebrated by my peers. Okay, well, well I, I'm sorry. I, I, I just realized I have a great AVN award show story, okay? Now, I was, I, was, I was never top of the list to say, Herschel, you want to present? You know, that was like an afterthought, you know. So at any rate, <laughs> whatever. So uh, does any, everyone know who Alicia Class is? No. No? Why you don't did? I? Barry does. Okay. Yeah, Alicia Class was the top girl for Seymour Butts. She beautiful. Nope. Beautiful uh, girl and incredibly hot. I mean, just crazy sex and fun. As a matter of fact, she she was she had when I started working for Seymour Butts, he took me on a trip to Mexico and he she's his girl and we're supposed to fuck on a hammock overlooking the ocean. This is an amazing spot in um, in Mexico, and you know me, I'm like I'm, I'm basically a nice guy. I don't disrespect other men's women, you know. Even though I'm, you know, so I, I say to Seymour, I, I say, "Are you sure you want me to do this? Are you positive?" He says, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah." So we have an incredibly hot scene. It's really great. It's beautiful. It's Mexico. They're paying me. I'm yeah. So um, so after that, I, find, I all of a sudden I'm working for Seymour all the time, and I found out. So Alicia, one of the she's almost in almost every scene in the three way. She says, you know, Herschel. Uh, whenever I meet a new girl, I say, ask for Herschel, because she makes every woman feel beautiful. And I'm going, wow, what a nice thing to say. So she was actually getting me work. Anyway, here's the end of the story. So I'm asked to give an award. It was somewhat significant with Alicia Class. This is near the end of her career with. Seymour. Everyone's in tuxedo, you know, and I'm, you know, I, I figure I'm going to go straight ahead. I'm not going for jokes because no one's fucking listening anyway, right? <laughs> so, uh, so, and uh, I'm a good improvisational actor, but not in that scene. So, so all of a sudden, so we walk up together and Alicia takes the mic, she walks up to the podium and she starts slamming the industry. Russ Hampshire, the owner of VCA, putting him down. Every major playing. People start fucking booing. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> now listen, I'm, I'm standing two feet in back of her. What the fuck? I feel like just backing off the stage. You know, get the hook out. I literally had to go through that. And she wouldn't stop. So that, that's my experience. How, how fucked up is that? It was like my big moment. Yeah. You really like me. I, I could have been, you know, yeah. a fucking yeah. flying nun yeah. for five minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, uh, what we're going to do next, uh, Herschel, when you, when you come to Iowa, we're going to meet these people here, Chris and Alicia Helmgren in Mason City. And so uh, Chris is with us today. Chris, what's going on? Oh. You, good night. Well, they got a uh, whole family there. Yeah, my son's playing in the hallway. I can't see your face. Alicia, you have a question for Herschel. Chris does. Oh. I do. Yeah, you do. Hey. She wants to know what's the worst thing you've done in porn. This is who, Chris? Yeah. Hi. Hi. What's your name? Alicia. Alicia? Yep. Oh, hi. We were just talking about Alicia class. Very nice. How she ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Chris. Alicia wants to know what's the worst thing you've done in porn or been asked to do. The worst thing I've done in porn. Oh boy. 
so by by giving an answer to this, I'm basically putting certain people down. I don't really like to do that. But um, oh man, I, I gotta edit myself here. Um, well, one one of the uh, one of the least uh, uh, delightful things I did near the end of my career was do a gangbang with an 85 year old woman. Whoa. Yeah, that was something. Yeah, I was real proud of that one, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I got, I got, I got to tell you, I never liked gangbangs. I didn't want to be anywhere near anybody else's cum. Okay, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not homophobic, but don't come on me, or I'll kill you. you know, it's, like, it's like holy water on Dracula. My skin starts to smoke. You know? So I always had a, I always had a rule that if I'm in a gangbang scene or anything out, uh, you know, I got, I was the first one in and the first one out. But it didn't always work like that. Sometimes you'd go in, then you'd have to come out, and another guy would. It was disgusting to me, anyway. You know, even if it was a beautiful young woman. I mean, I did these. I was in the first American Bukaki. Everyone knows what a Bukaki is, right? Yes. Sort of. That's right, like a, a Bukaki is a Bukaki is where you get a hundred guys. Boy. Not necessarily in the industry, but who have an age test, and and they take turns coming in a one woman's face. Oh Jesus! I, I think Houston, Houston did this with something like five hundred guys. So, uh, oh my God! I'm, 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 and it paid fifty bucks. So that that was a good thing. <laughs> so, so in, in that particular case, I said to the to the director, which was uh, Jim Powers. First one in, first one out. And uh, fortunately, I could get myself ready to the point where they said, okay, I'm in. I come, I'm out. But so uh, so, so the older woman, she was very sweet. I mean, I'm not going to say anything. I almost, and she was enjoying herself. She she wasn't like under duress. I mean, I was under duress with the 80-whatever-year-old. And then uh, just, um, you know, doing scenes with... Uh, Doing scenes from what's his name? Who was um, Zane's son? Jack. What was Chuck Zane's son? He did Jack. He uh, something black productions. What? Who want to talk about that? Pat. I don't know. You don't know who we're talking about. He had the oh, big production company with Tom Byron, Zane Brothers. Nobody knows who I'm talking about. No one knows the black the guy. Black. All right. Anyway, he had a production company. And every scene was shot on dirty cardboard to look like you're in an alley and stuff. And, uh, you know, I, got, I have good personal hygiene. I really do. And it's just like, it's, it's just wears on you. It's like, oh, let me get the hell out of here. And, uh, that's probably not as, 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 as bad as you would think. A any situation where I was put in where um, the woman was being disrespected, I hated that. I put an end to that. And then any when I came back, they started doing rough stuff, punching women, slapping them, spitting in their face. I just couldn't do this. It, it just didn't work for me. Just, it did not make me hard, let's put it that way. I'm like, I'm like basically a romantic schnook, you know? But uh, that's... That's it. Sorry, it's probably not an exciting story. What about what about you, uh, Richard? You got a good uh, disgusting well, story? Well, I'm 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 a, I'm a, it's like Jackie Gleason. Um, in the, early in my career, when I would just be sweating bullets about being able to get hard, these are the days before Viagra and all that shit, and. Um, 
that was big my challenge, just to be able to successfully do a sex scene. I was hired to work with Serena in a film called The Sensuous Detective. And in this scene, I was supposed to be a bad guy. And uh, I would kidnap her. She's a, she's a detective or something. And I kidnap her, tie her up, and I'm supposed to slap her around. And uh, I had never had any experience with SM activity ever. Um, I was potty trained by women's liberation people in Berkeley. And uh, this was not going to go over well with my, my home team. Um, but I'm in this, I'm play, it's a movie, so you play a part. I'm a bad guy. Okay, I'm a bad guy. So I say to Serena the day before we're going to shoot, let's rehearse some of these, these, this fighting stuff. And she says, oh, no, no, I like that. Just go ahead and hit me. <laughs> oh, my God. She was a Jamie girlfriend. Come on. I, well, I, yeah, right, exactly. But uh, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. So the day we shoot the scene, she's tied up. And I, and, um, I don't do any of the stage punching or anything because I just don't have it in me. But I do I have to spank her. And it... <laughs> It was like Jerry Lewis doing an S&M scene. <laughs> yeah, lady, lady. <laughs> I, I, I just got through that as fast as I could and fucked her. And uh, I managed to fuck her and come, and we're done. So nice. then I'm, I'm being paid off, and the movie's over, and uh, I'm going home. And while I'm getting my check, it's the middle of the day. Serena is going to work the rest. She's the star of the film. She's going to keep working. She comes to me and says, can I have a ride back to my apartment? And I went, oh, okay, um, sure. And I figure, well, maybe she wants to teach me something because uh, this is Jamie's girlfriend and Jamie's out of town. And, um, okay, I'm, I, this is not on camera. I can do that. And so I take her back to her apartment. And uh, when I walk in, there's a bull, bull, a bull whip <laughs> hanging over the bed. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is a, okay. Um, I'm and, sure that was used on Jamie, not the other way around. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, and, uh, I'm pretty sure. So I'm there, and the next thing I know, there's a knock at the door. And uh, Serena opens the door, and it's one of the production assistants and we're in a, a motel in downtown San Francisco, and we're up uh, about two or three stories, and you look out over the balcony, and everybody from the whole movie is in the parking lot of the balcony. Without telling me, Serena had left the set. Um, she was having a feud with the director, and she just quit, and she walked out on him, and the whole production came to the hotel, and they're all down in the parking lot asking for the leading lady to please come back. And that's when Serena said, uh, I'm not, I can't remember, the director was, um, oh, fuck. I am Dimitri was his phony name, and he had a more famous name, but I don't remember who it was. I never worked with him again after that. But she wouldn't talk to him. And so I had to take messages from Serena, go to him and say, blah, 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 blah. And then I would go back to Serena and blah, blah, blah. In the meantime, Serena's trying to get Jamie on a phone. He's in New York. We're in San Francisco because she wants him to tell her what to do. And Jamie can't be reached, of course. And I'm going back and forth for about an hour trying to resolve the conflict. And then finally Jamie and her start talking, and I leave. I just, okay, great. You, bye. And uh, that's the worst day I think I ever had in the business. 
Uh, and the only thing that I let myself do that I didn't want to do, and I, I pretty much finessed it and didn't feel too slimy about it. Okay, wow. uh, TC is with us. TC, I know, uh, put a couple messages in the box here. TC, you want to uh, pitch in and say something? TC? Top Cat. Top Cat. Well, TC did know it was Rob Black. Is, uh, Rob that's Black. right. Thank that's you. right. Oh. Uh, we'll hit uh, Donnie's iPhone. Donnie, what's going on? Donnie's iPhone. All right. Well, we'll, we'll go back to... Uh, hey, everybody's muted. Pat, everybody's <laughs> muted. Want everybody muted? I, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, uh -huh. I, yeah, uh -huh. I don't have to hear toilet flushing and... And uh, all sorts. But anyway, we, we got some we got some Serena stories, don't we, with Bertolino and shit? Yeah. Well, I have a great Serena story. I mean, I don't think she'd mind me telling this this far later in the in 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 life. Um, when I was still in my early stages doing loops, I was hired to do a loop one day in San Francisco, and it's a uh, one cameraman, Serena, and me, and we go to this one room apartment to shoot the loop, and I'm on one side of the room and she's on the other. And all of a sudden, there's this odor in the room. Oh, God. And it's not pleasant. Oh, and I know it, where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I get the drift that it's coming from Serena. Oh, God. And uh, I look at the, the director all of a sudden. He's putting together his cameras and his lights. And all of a sudden, he looks up and goes, <laughs> and he looks at me. And I, I tell him something. <laughs> <laughs> And he, what does he do? He's the director. He's supposed to deal with this. He decides right. to use a long lens and shoot from the other side of the room. <laughs> wow. And at this point, Serena is a major star, and I'm nobody. So I'm not about to tell her to go get the dead gerbil out of there or, or whatever. So I don't say anything. I take one for the team that day, and I, I'm in there, like, licking <laughs> trying to hold my nose and lick her at the same time. Yeah, like, it, it, I did this scene in New York. This is in the uh, 70s when I first started. She was a pretty popular girl. I don't know what name she was going by. She was a cute brunette, and she had a boyfriend that was always with her. And so I, uh, so I, it's a loop. So I come in to do the scene in an apartment, and um, the, this, this odor is like, it's just pervasive, you know, it's like, I'm going, what the fuck, man, I mean, I mean, it was multi-directional, you know, you just couldn't <laughs> tell where it was coming from, I had no fucking clue, and then this crew guy, he surreptitiously points to her pussy, and I'm going, what, anyway, so I wound up doing the scene, and you know, you know, if you stand in shit long enough, <laughs> You usually get used to it, not that you want to, but at any rate, so, so, so bottom line, so I do the scene, and then I have to, I take a shower always, right? I, they gave me this peppermint soap, <laughs> literally, I mean, this shit cleans everything, it's like lava for your dip or something, like that. so, so I, I wash my genitals carefully, and, you know, rinse it twice and everything, and, and, and I start to dry off, and then I, you know, t I rub my penis, and I put it to my nose, and it's so 
no fucking smells. It's unfucking believable. So I had to shower like three fucking times. That was. But uh, one final thing on Serena. Uh, early in my career, I was doing live shows at the Show World Center in Times Square, and Serena was one of my people that you know. And they always set you up real nice. You know, you had the raincoat crowd in the audience, the sleaziest people you could possibly imagine, and 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 they and they they set up a stupid improv and a piano bench you fuck on a piano bench it's literally a piano bench you know I, I think it was a Steinway so that was good but, <laughs> but they had no furniture so I remember fucking Serena and she was well into her drug use day she was like not there you know not yeah. there and everything and uh later on um i think pat that was the day she, oh I, we were at the uh, talk of the town when she was put in the hall of fame and she had complete amnesia i mean she lost almost all memory she was trying to do a, a book or something like that and uh, and, and, and I said, hi, Serena, and she literally, she didn't know who the fuck I was, you know, not that I was that big anyway, but, so I think she's come back slowly, but, yeah, that, that, that that's a story right there. Anyway. She's doing, she's doing, she's doing fine now. I think she's doing fine now. I have a PS on, on my Serena story. A couple of years after that, I worked with Jamie Gillis for the first time, and uh, we had a good experience with each other. We were on a three-week shoot together every day, and it, so there were a lot of late nights sitting around talking, getting to know each other. And one of those nights I said, listen, I, I wanted to ask you something about Serena. And I told him the story about the smell. And he goes, oh, that was me. And I said, what? He said, oh, I like that odor. I wouldn't let her, uh, I, I forbade oh. her from washing after doing sex scenes for about a month. Oh, that's that was that was during that time when I crossed paths with Serena. You, 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 I find it hard to believe that she would go and shower every day and not wash your genitals. That's I don't know that she would shower every day. Disgusting. I, I, oh, girl, that's gross. But, you know, yeah. if, you're li if you're living with Jamie, you're playing in another world. Another we world. Got, uh, we got uh, Jorge, <laughs> in <a soap> opera. <laughs> Jorge from Florida. Let's, what, what's going on? Hey, good, good. I'm, I'm just curious. All these years in the, in the biz, and I'm sorry, Richard, I never... I never saw any of your films, but I'm just curious between Herschel and you, what were your, your best scenes and who was your favorite? Go ahead, Herschel. You know, I'm asked that question a lot, and um, uh, honest, honestly, I, I got to tell you, I mean, there were so many great women. I mean, if you connected and there wasn't any tension or issues and you worked together symbiotically, it was fucking amazing. It was like a, like a, a moment in time. But... Um, I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, in terms of a visual treat, I think the scene I did in the Filthy Rich in 1983 or 84 with Vanessa Del Rio on the, uh, on the buffet table that was that was an interesting scene. I don't know if it's hot, but it it, it, it certainly you don't see people you know slamming each other into cheese and salami too often. But <laughs> but, but 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 it it was a uh, uh, <laughs> that was an interesting scene. I I gotta tell you some of some of the um, there were certain, you know, certain girls that um, you'd work with, and every time you work with them, it was amazing. I mean, uh, just just like near the end of my, well, not the end, but when I came back in like '97, I did a James Avalon film, and and I, I, uh, you know, I was like a 
a mystery murder kind of thing, high end, and I get to work with Penny Flame. Penny Flame was unbelievable. She's now, I think, going ultra-religious and puts down the industry, but she just, she just had it, man. Penny Flame, sick, man. And I, I just got to tell you, I'm, I'm doing this scene, and James Avalon is like OCD in terms of getting the right shot. So this opening scene, literally, where we're doing, we're doing pre-fornication uh, foreplay, and, and she, he filmed this for like four hours. Four hours, she's sucking my toes. I'm just like, you know, cut, she keeps going. Cut, she keeps going. And then they pull lunch. They pull lunch before I even fire. So we all go off to lunch. Then we come back for another three hours. It was just such a hot scene. I'm going, Ugh, this is as good as it fucking gets, man. I really, you know, I know I'm missing out on some people. I mean, uh, there was so many great women. I mean, if you bring up names, uh, you know, I mean, I, I loved Lisa DeLeo. She was great. Jane, ha um, Veronica Hart. Did you ever work with Veronica Richard? Yeah. I yeah. mean, she was, she was so fucking hot. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing yeah. hot. Um, just some, some, oh, oh here's, here's, here's who I used to love in the 70s. Like, I, I'm in, I'm in, uh, What's the name of the performer that that uh, wound up with one of the Mitchell brothers? Oh shit, the blonde, little blonde yeah. girl. She owns from Theo Farrell now. She inherited. I'm it. sure she does. She she had a snaggle tooth. She was like, Yeah, I'm I'm looking right at her. I can't think of her name. All right. Anyway, this girl. If you figure out who it is, I just lost it for her. She 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 didn't even have to try. She just was so sexy, so sexy. Uh, I can't remember her name, but um, there were some great ones, man. There were some great ones. And uh, and then, of course, there's the women I work with that were disgusted by me, and that's another story. But <laughs> Did you ever have that experience, Richard, where somebody gave you a look of total disgust? Or oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. God. Uh, let me just – I want to – I'm reminded of a John Leslie comment. Uh, when – when we're act, when we were active, a lot of times you'd be interviewed. People saying, "Who's the who's the best? Who do you want, who do you like the best?" And uh, you really can't answer that question because everybody you don't say, you're going to have to work with sometime. That's and right. Especially if you had remember. if you had a good scene with them, you and they got left out. They're gonna there's a little payback coming. So right. John would always say, "What's the best you ever worked? With? What's the best sex scene you ever had?" Yes, John would say, "The next one." <laughs> Hey, we that's need to good, hit yeah, uh, Aaron. That's, Aaron's that's been waiting here. Aaron, go ahead. Actually, no. Um, that was the same question that I was going to ask that Jorge had already asked. So my question got answered on, and in very in very good detail as well. But I do one thing I want to ask though: um, What's your best Veronica Hart story? Because I really kind of want to piggyback off of that real quick. Oh, I got a great one. There was a cameraman named Juan. Fernandes was his real name. He was. Uh, he's still alive. He, yeah, he's in Brazil. He lives in Brazil. He did straight stuff and porn on the side for fun. Um, so and he was gorgeous, and all the women wanted to fuck him. Right. All the women always wanted to fuck the DP, the, the director of photography, because right, right, right. they ultimately make you look good. So all the women, they don't fuck anybody on the crew. They fuck him. Um, so he, we're staying at a Howard Johnson shooting a film. And uh, he's got the next room over from me. And it's late at night, 
and I hear a knock at my door. And I go to open my door, and it turns out it's, it's Veronica Hart. And she's not knocking at my door. She's knocking at Juan's next door. And he, from inside, I'm sitting there looking at Jane. She's wearing a, like a raccoon coat, a winter raccoon coat. And, um, and I hear from inside the door, go away, I'm busy. And that's what he's saying to the knock at his door. And Veronica looks at me, and she says, are you doing anything? <laughs> really? Wow. And, and I had just met her that day. So I said, no, oh, come on in. Break. So she comes in my room. She takes off her coat. She's naked. Wow. That's a damn good story. Man. Yeah. Was that, was that Lisa Thatcher you're talking about? Yes. That Lisa Thatcher was the one from... Um, Lisa Thatcher, yeah. Oh, God, so I, hot. She, she knew so that hot. one, too. Uh, I got, uh, uh, can I share a Veronica Hart story? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so I worked with her a number of times. I mean, you know, I, I remember when she came into the business. So this is like early 80s and stuff. And we did a takeoff on 9 to 5 with Dolly Parton called 8 yeah. to 4, right? Yeah. So, so, so she plays my secretary. I'm an asshole boss. And it, it, I just remember how fucking hot the scene was. And then... Um, she became she became a pretty huge star because she was really a good actress. And she what was the name of that huge production? It was a Ted Rota production, uh, Richard. Uh, um, night Night something. Night Dreams. No, not Night Dreams. That's Tori Wells. Um, all right, I can't remember. I, I have no memory. Night Hawks. Anyway, it's one of her big what? Well, I was thinking Night Hawks, but that's not. No, boring. no, no, no. That's Sylvester Stallone. And Jamie. And Jamie. <laughs> oh, really? Jamie did night off? Jamie had and a good night. And Rucker, Rucker Howell was in both. Unbelievable. <laughs> anyway. I'm by night. So, so, um, at any rate, she, was, she became really big. Did but, you hear um, that? Amanda by night. Amanda by Amanda night. Amanda by night. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, so at any rate, uh, so I'm in the first one. As usual, I get a stud role because I could fuck and they, so they'll never give me an acting fucking role. So, but anyway, that's besides the point. So right before she made the transition to huge porn star, I was at that adult, uh, what association? Adult? A-F-A-F-F-A, -A -A -A, Adult Film Association of America, A-F-A-F. It wasn't AVA. A it wasn't the adult. A -A 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 -A. What's that? Right, whatever. Whatever. Anyway, so 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 I was put in the Hall of Fame with Marilyn Chambers. She's at my table, and I'm with my wife. And um, uh, I don't know what year this was. It got to be '84, '83. So so at, so I'm sitting at the table. It's a, it's a nice banquet. They're serving a full dinner with an open bar and shit. And um and I'm gonna get the award and everything. I don't even know what happened to that award. I lost it somewhere down the line. Anyway, so who comes over? Veronica Hart was, you know, and she says, uh, and my wife's sitting there, and she goes, you know, Herschel, I don't know if you remember me, but I did a film with you where I gave you a blowjob under the desk. <laughs> <laughs> And my wife was totally cool. She started cracking up, and I said, "Yeah, hi." You know, it, it, that, that's how humble she really was. She's a great person, man. She's an angel. I, I was, wow. you know, as you know, I did um, the Bertolino play. Uh, the fuck is the name of the Bertolino play? The Deep Throat Sex Scandal. Oh and she, yeah, she yeah, was yeah. One of the, She was one of the leads, and I gotta tell you, 
If you've ever done a stage production, uh, it really helps to somehow create unity with the cast and, and submerge your egos for the for the good of the production. And and Veronica was that. Send notes, bring treats. Just yeah. a, she's a she's a fucking angel, man. I love her. She I really do too. Good people. Good people. Good people. By the way, real quick, I know you guys just mentioned David Bertolino. Um Recently, I actually had uh, bought from his liquidation sale, yeah. and one of the pieces that I bought was one of those AFAA posters really? that Richard had signed Wow! with about 15 of the other greats, including Serena, Veronica Hart, wow. Amy Parker, Nina Hartley, uh, Portia Lynn, Ginger Lynn. Um, I'm sure you probably remember that poster, and I now have one of those. I do. So, can, can, can you hold it up? Hold it up. I, I, I would, but it's it's actually uh, being stored right now, and as I'm reorganizing my office, or I would. Hey, well, uh, we'll wait. We'll wait. Go ahead. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, know, you know, Richard, Richard how, much did, you get, how, how much did you get paid on that Bertolino sale? <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me let me hold on a second. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Hold on. I actually think I have a photo of it right here on my phone. Oh, good. Okay. You don't ask us about residuals. Our residual basis. Here's the top half if you can actually see it. Wow. Yeah. Can see it. Let's find Richard's name. Where is he? Where is he? Richard should be. Hold on. Hold on. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there he is right there, right underneath uh, Serena and right next to Veronica Hart. Not a bad place to be. Hey! Hold on, I can't right see it. And, I can't and right see below it. Seca. I can't see it. Put it on the main screen, Pat. Right in the middle. Right in the middle. can't see it. Can you put it on the main screen, Pat? I think you got to do that. No, I never mind. Whatever. All right. Oh, can you see it better now? Oh, there we go. There we go. Thank you. Very nice. Ha very nice handwriting. Thank you. Thank you very much. Right on, just kind of right on the Serena. Another bad experience. Unbelievable. <laughs> it just kind of, you know, you guys were talking about the AFAA, and I'm like, okay, I got to show that. I, I got to show that off now because Richard's on it. So this was a, a little. Oh, look at that. Wow. And uh, there's Veronica Hart right there. Yeah. I sat across from her husband, and uh, they were just so nice. And he says, Patrick, he says, I got to ask you a serious question. I said, "What's that?" He says, "Hawkeye or Cyclone?" <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a damn good photo right there, Pat. What's yeah. the answer, Pat? Well, I, I'm a, more of a Cyclone fan. Okay. Uh, anyway. I took acting classes from the Blake Street Hawkeyes. They oh. were uh, three students from Iowa who came to California to make their fame and fortune. In fact, Whoopi Goldberg was one of the people in the group. Nice. No joke. And and, and to uh, to pitch. Whoopi is on the forward of your book, Richard. Yes, she is. Thank you very much, Whoopi. That was nice of you to do. <laughs> um, what? Um, let's go back to a, talk a little bit about some shows. Um, Herschel, let's go back and talk about some of the AVN shows as far as, as you being there. And we're going over a little on time here, but we got a good thing going here. Um, I don't think they mind, Patrick. I really I, I don't. don't. I think so they're having a lot of fun. Um, and maybe sometime we can get Richard by himself sometime to talk a little bit about the old days, too, if that's something you'd no, like. No, no, no. It's always me and Richard. Always me and Richard. That's it. That's the deal. 
Yeah, and you might end up with Philip uh, with Paul Thomas sticking his nose in here. We're the three Herschels. By the way, are you, uh, we got to go up to Big Bear again together, man. Are you open to that? I mean, yeah. I, well, when this whole coronavirus. Yeah, well, who the hell knows that that's ever going to happen? We could all get tests. I mean, you know, I mean, we could social distance. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's a beautiful time right now. I'd love to do that again. It was a great time, man. Yeah, yeah. I like to see. Do you remember signing autographs at, at old uh, Aviator uh, Consumer Electronics Show booths or meeting fans there? Or what, what was your history there of meeting fans? I don't know. You know, you know, for me, it was like uh, I, 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 people would walk by, they'd look at me, and they'd go, oh, yeah, and then walk by. If I laid my dick on the table, they might have had more interest. We, we, lay, we did that in Portland this last year, and, and this one lady was really, you're the savage guy. And, and uh, after about 10 minutes of pressuring her, she finally bought a photo. But uh, Whatever. it was one of those highlights of, of, of somebody came out and, and really noticed you, and that was kind of cool. Well, I got a really weird story, okay? So, you know, this was an AVN show, and most of the talent was at the Tropicana Hotel in Las Vegas. I don't know if you were there, Richard, during these times. Anyway, okay, good. Jorge knows. All right. So the Tropicana Hotel at the time had these king-size beds with mirrors over the top. Perfect for like looking at yourself. Fuck, right? So uh, you know, it, <laughs> I remember. I, 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 you know, I have a very open, honest relationship with my wife, and I was not somebody who who like got phone numbers of town after I worked with them. I, I was pretty good. I practiced Buddhism. I have a family. I come home anyway. So um, during this particular time, uh, I said to my wife, who wasn't coming with me, would it would you mind, uh, you know, if I meet somebody and I have sex? I, I probably did it in a less confident way than that. No, I, I was all right. She was super cool. She said, yeah, no problem. You know, so <laughs> anyway, this is such a stupid story. So anyway, I'm drinking. I'm, I'm down by the bar at the Tropicana, and, and with another guy, I meet this really hot blonde, not in the business. <laughs> and and this, is, this, is, this is Herschel's karma, okay? So we... We, 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 we go up to my room and everything, we get into it and everything, and, uh, and, and I, I, it, it's hot, and we got the, the mirrored bed, and I, I'm seeing her ass you move, and it's just, life is good, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and I enter her and everything, and uh, for some reason it like feels, you know, like, like my dick starting to sting. You know, it's like, it's kind of weird. I'm going, what the fuck? Anyway, it turns out she had pubic hairs growing on the inside of her lady and shit like this. Literally, my dick was raw. Okay, and so we had, I have the sex, and I'm going, oh, God. So I take the shower without peppermint soap, and uh, I, in two days, I had a scab on my ah. dick. This is how I come home to my wife. Talk about oh. that. Oh. the story or what, man? <laughs> Unbelievable. Woo! Only I would have this story. Who the fuck gets the story, man? Barry, do you have another uh, question or comment for the guys? No, actually, I've just enjoyed Herschel's stories. <laughs> These are great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Jorge, one more time. Yeah, I just, I just love you guys. I mean, I mean, growing up, I was always jealous about you guys, but I just want to say thanks for sharing those stories and keep it up. 
I guess. <laughs> Charles, uh, Charles, let's go. I don't know if that's an option for me anymore, but whatever. Charles, <laughs> more time. What's uh, any, any further questions or? Yeah, I was going to ask Herschel. Have you thought about writing a book, or do you have a book out? No, I'm not. I'm not like a very productive like Richie Pacheco. I mean, I started a one-man show that was never really completed with great support from Richie. Great show. Man, great show. It was. It was a work in progress, and I'm determined. No, if if there's any time that I have time, it's when everyone's dying around me with the pandemic. So, I you know I, I'm determined to get this done correctly, stage it properly with multimedia and everything else because it's a good story. It's not yeah. a it's not a common story about a guy. Yeah, I was, I was the top guy who fucked. It was not me, you know. So, uh, yeah, I'm determined to do that, but. Uh, 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 Richard is a, a great inspiration with his, he really is a talented guy, and he's able to do things when he sets his mind to it, and that's always been difficult for me. I'm a procrastinator to the end of the earth, so I, I need to I need to fight through that, because I don't feel, uh, uh, I, I think it's a gift to share my heart with, with whoever, you know, knows me. Uh, I think it's a story of uh, encouragement, ultimately, you know, about doing the right thing and living the right life. So, uh, you know, that's my dream. And, uh, you know, as a, pract a practitioner of uh, a great philosophy, no dreams aren't answered if you don't give up. That could be true for the power of positive thinking, but um, I have great experience in, in, in Buddhism in terms of dealing with... Um, the causes I've made and, and creating new actions to get better effects. So, so that's my determination. And uh, I'm just glad, I'm really happy uh, that I became friendly with, uh, with you, Richard, much later than we should have, really. I mean, it's crazy, but you're a good guy, man. We would have always hit it off, you know. But, uh, and, then, uh, and then Pat, Pat's a, Pat's a great guy. He's like the, he's like the godfather of lost people. He's, he's, you know, he's unbelievable. So, and he's been a good friend to me. And, uh, and you guys are great who called in. I mean, uh, you're really, you're very nice. And uh, so I don't even remember what your question was. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, writing a book. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, there we go. Okay. So, yeah, the, that, that is an intention of mine, and I hope to fulfill that. Uh, it's worth it. It really is. Just to leave I'm some, sure, kind, so. of, to leave some kind of message, you know, anyway. So. All right, Chris uh, from Mason City, one more time. You have one more uh, question for for Herschel before we leave? Do I? Uh, I don't know. No. Um, I put him on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, so whenever Herschel comes to Iowa, we'll all go out for lunch at uh, Pasta Bella. How many, how many people on the core are from Iowa? Yeah, I, I live in Mason City, which isn't far from Pat. Okay. Anybody else? Oh, two from Florida, San Francisco, Barry. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be coming, hopefully this summer, if uh, if the pandemic uh, abates a bit. Yeah, I'd like to come out there, man. I mean, I really would. Yeah. Of course, it's, 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 they're killing all the pigs, so I'm not going to have any goddamn pork. It's fucked up. <laughs> I wanted to say that uh, looking back over this last hour, um, I, I hope we don't do you a disservice by um, breaking some of the fantasies of how wonderful it was to get to be in the movie business all the time. Um, 
at some levels, it was. We did have wonderful experiences, but there was also the opposite side of the coin where uh, it was hell. <laughs> so literally, literally, you, you need to understand that it wasn't all as, as the, the, all the all that the fantasy is cracked up to be. Sometimes yeah. it was very difficult, and other times it wasn't. And one of the one of the things that I really liked about it is there were guys like Herschel and uh, Jamie Gillis and Ron Jeremy and Eric Edwards. These were people who were seriously trained by serious acting teachers. They were on the path to the Broadway stage. And for whatever reasons, they made a left turn into this world. Um, <laughs> but we were lucky to have them. Um, we had the accident of history to come along at a time when there, it lasted only for about two years, really, where uh, pornographers thought that they could compete with Hollywood by having real movies that happened to have real sex in them. Um, and then they kind of found out uh, around the early 80s that if you spent $150,000, which was a lot of money for a porn film, on a movie, like Nothing to Hide, some of the ones I read were, were high-end movies, or if you spent $50,000 to make your movie, or $25,000, you made the same money back. Spending more money and making a better is movie. That, is that true, really? Is yeah. That true? Because the only place you could show the movies was the Pussycat Theaters. This is All before right. video took off. Right. That was the only, your, your movie wasn't ever going to play in the legitimate theater. So there was a ceiling on how much money you could make. And so that was a disincentive to make quality movies. And that turned the tide. Uh, and that's when people like the Lewis Brothers started ascending as filmmakers. And then video came along and wiped it all out because... It used to cost, let's say, $100,000 to make a movie. Now you can make a video for $12,000. Well, 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 when the video thing came out, though, high-end productions were selling a lot of videos. You could make money back then. So it did change the dynamic. Absolutely, everything ultimately became diluted where you could do three, $4,000 shoots. But there was a time when you did a high-end production on video where Stalliano did something. They were selling hundreds of thousands of copies. Yeah, but were the actors getting paid? No, of course not. No. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's when I, that was the turning point. Well, 84 is when I retired the first time. And then in 85, they came out with Safe Sex, and I came back and made four more movies, three of which I couldn't get a heart on. <laughs> and I figured, I think the writing's on the wall here. I couldn't quite get over the fact that on the other side of this rubber might be death. That wasn't particularly a turn, <laughs> a turn on for me. Who cared about death when you could get laid? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had three babies at that point in time, and <laughs> yeah. I wanted to be around to watch them grow up. <laughs> well, I yeah. think that uh, I'm working on next week's show. I've got a couple irons in the fire, and... It is Memorial Weekend, so if we have something uh, we might or might not, or we can just have kind of a roundtable discussion. I, I don't know. Well, actually, Memorial Day might – well, no one's really going anywhere, but most people probably will. You probably should pick the week after, I don't know. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. And, Helen, Iowa, I think uh, I think pool swing pools are supposed to open next week. So who knows? Uh, Iowa has not been shut down worth, worth a damn. So we're – we're doing everything we can do, and and no big deal. So, but uh, I I did notice when I was out to eat yesterday, there was no pepper shaker on the table. So you had to ask for pepper and and uh, and come back, and and they'd give you the pepper. Jorge, what's up? 
I think we're going to be reopening soon. I think maybe, what, Monday or Wednesday, something like that? In Florida? Yes, sir. So. I, don't, I don't. Florida is really sketchy, man. They're hiding the actual results. <laughs> I mean, you got a fucked up state, man. The, the, what, what the fuck is the name of the senator who fucked up unemployment insurance for you guys? It's unbelievable. I mean, they're the guy hiding, this is, I, I don't know, man. If Florida comes out of this without a major spike, it'll be a miracle. That's all I can say. All right. Well, I appreciate everybody. Stay, stay safe, Jorge. Hey, don't get sick, man. I appreciate everybody coming out, and uh, we'll see you next week. If not, we'll see you the next time we're here. So.